Is a cup of coffee enough incentive to make you want to share your driving information? We talk about a new program from Mitsubishi. We also talk about our new Nissan Kicks here at the track and take audience questions next on Talking Car. Hi, and welcome to Talking Cars. I'm Jennifer Stockberger. I'm Keith Barry. And I'm John Lincove. So I have a pile of notes this week. And a impressive couple. pile. We'll start with some of the newsier items of the week. The first being a new program um, announced by Mitsubishi in which they're asking drivers to share some of their driving information and kind of incentivizing them to do it. Um, Keith, you want to give us a little more context? Sure. So it's kind of like those, um, like the progressive snapshot where you mm -hmm. plug something into your car, it tracks how you drive, and it gives you discounts on your insurance. This one works a little differently. Um, it looks at information from your smartphone. Uh, it's accelerometer data to see about starts and stops and if you're going over the speed limit. And it not only gives you discounts on your insurance, but it also will give you badges that you can use to turn in for things like free oil changes and free cups of coffee. So it's trying to incentivize you to be a better driver, um, to be a lower insurance risk, and it's trying to do that with kind of goodies other than just a lower uh, insurance premium. Right, and that's the that's the difference. That's the difference. It's yeah. the goodies, right? And it's only available on Mitsubishi okay. cars. Yep, and it's um, but yeah. What do you think of this? So the idea of this this use based insurance rate mm -hmm. is like you say, not new. Mm -hmm. Progressive's been doing it. I think State Farm has a pro has a program. To me, it's a it's a little bit scary. And the invasion of privacy. Yeah, and giving out too much data. Yeah, I mean, Consumer Reports is extremely concerned about the the infringement on consumer data and having people actually give away too much without actually without knowing where it's going. Add in the fact that there's so many hacks into your credit card database right. or, or any other database with these organizations. And yeah, a lot of personal information can be out there. I think Mitsubishi says they're only tracking, they're, they're keeping some, but not all. Uh, it, it's yeah. all very amorphous at this point. Get your badge, trade it for your SNH green stamps, trade it for your, right. yeah, it's. Is, is yeah. it worth it really? I mean, here's the big thing. Is it worth it to people to get whatever kind of bonus? If give they're up a that good much? driver. Well, if they're a good driver, they're penalized if they're a bad driver, right. but is it is it worth it to give up that personal information for a cup of coffee? And, yeah. and, and is it going to Mitsubishi and getting that like Kerrig drop-in coffee with some powdered, <laughs> you know, creamer? Like yeah. that would be hard. And maybe a free donut. Maybe a free donut from yeah. the rest of the day. Um, at the same time, the game thing is is here. I mean, I use a biking program called Zwift, and the whole thing is like, oh, if you ride this many miles and climb this many feet, you get a a Trek Madone, and then if you ride this many yeah, miles, cool. you get the magical yeah. bike and the bigger wheels from Zip. It's it's the way things are nowadays. Mm, right. But it's not for me an incentive to go and give up a lot of information. Yeah, I think it is if you're a good, steady driver that adheres to speed limits and all that, there probably is beyond the badges, beyond the cup of coffee, right. the potential for you to have a better insurance rate. Mm. And I think there's, you know, the, the reason the incentives is the more people that do that, maybe we all get better driving base adjusted insurance rather than based on things like our credit scores, well, which there is may like not have anything to do with yeah. our driving. So that's why I say it, driver it is. based yeah. is not new, but the incentivizing isn't yeah. there. But is it tracking you? And, and you're going to have to give me more than a cup of coffee to get me. I mean, <laughs> if they took 20% off my lease, yeah, maybe I would consider right. that. Uh, and I'm, you know, we use programs like this at the grocery store, uh, every, you know, all the time, it, it rewards programs. Right. Uh, but again, like you said, it's going to have to 
really give me a benefit for It'll me to be want interesting to, make to like see a free brown banana maybe how well yeah. it's how well it's used etc yep. yeah. so yeah again i think it would be helpful if you're a steady good driver like you jen like me yes mm -hmm. so the other um, kind of a, a sad topic we talk about pretty much every summer mm. is this tragedy of children um, uh, passing in hot cars because of uh, heat heat stroke uh, hyperthermia issues um, as we're preparing content around um, heat stroke awareness, which is coming up in a couple of weeks, um, we, we were getting some content together. And in, in just last week alone, there was three more kids that this, this happened the to. Kids who died. Kids who cars. died, right. And it's, yeah. you know, one of them was playing in the car. It wasn't that they were left by right. their parents. Um, I feel like this is a super near and dear to my heart because, and I've shared this story, certainly John, maybe I haven't shared it with you, mm. Keith, but this almost happened to us. When my now 14-year-old son was an infant, I was traveling for work um, and my husband was doing the process of dropping him at daycare, mm -hmm. which would normally my my job. And he got, you know, seven to 10 miles past the daycare. He was kind of in that auto mode mm -hmm. of, you know, you get your coffee, you go to work. And if it if Griffin hadn't kind of squawked or squeaked in the back of the car, he says, and he encourages me to share this story with people, he's not sure he would have remembered to mm. bring him to daycare. Mm -hmm. um, so from then on, uh, we did some extra things, and that's I would appeal to people. If you're changing your routine, particularly, um, we had daycare. If, if Griffin didn't get dropped off, they were to call one of us and say, you know, where is he? Hmm. Um, if, if Jack was doing the drop-off and I was traveling, I called the daycare and said, did he get there? You can leave your briefcase or something you need in the back seat. Hmm. You can put something the baby needs in the front right, seat. Right, right. All of these things to remind you. And, you know, it can happen to anybody. It tends to oppose, you know, make people very polarized. Like, how could you possibly leave your child in the car? It can happen. But, so you know, in, in, that, in that way, I... I was in a not similar situation, mm -hmm. but had the children, had the one child who was the infant, you right. know, had, had the two children together. And I had a, a very solid routine. Mm -hmm. And like you said, particularly the people who get angry, like, no, you're, you're a bad parent because right. you forgot them. The one day you go to the dentist out of your normal routine. Right. I often would, would drive by the dentist's office to go to this other place because yeah. we would always go to the gym this right. direction. Something or we, a little safer. So I'm going down the road. And I get into the mode of I'm going to the rock gym or I'm going some, to, to the, the gymnastics where the kids are. And I blow right by the dentist and go, oh, i got to make the U-turn. Because right. you're in a mode. You yeah. get into these patterns. I did this when I took a vacation this week. I got on the highway <laughs> like I was going to work. And I had to swing around. And those people who say, oh, I'd never do that. Think about all the times that you right. have made a little mistake with yep. no consequences. It's not the consequences that make you that make you not make the mistake. It's just the way the human brain works. Yep. It's a it's a scary thing. Particularly in the morning. Yeah. You know, or in the evening after after day. You know, it's not gonna happen the same way in the evening, probably leaving in the car at night. But yeah, in the morning you're just on autopilot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, use the tricks. There is some legislation. Yeah, happening. there is. It's it's called the the, the Hot Cars Act. Mm -hmm. And uh, this would uh, make automakers uh, have to uh, put some sort of warning device in a vehicle um, that would sort of remind the driver to check the back seat. And, right. and it also could be for, a, you know, even for a pet in the back seat. Right. Um, you know, there are cars now that say, remember your cell phone. Um, and <laughs> you were telling me, yeah. and we've, I've driven a, a couple of cars that oh. have, who, who makes those? The, the ones that have the reminder? 
reminders right. already? Right, so General Motors has one called mm. the rear seat reminder, and, it, and it's really kind of simple logic. If you open and close the rear door within a few, you know, within like 10 minutes of your beginning your trip, when you end that trip and you key off, it says, make sure you look in the back. Yep. Nissan has a version. Hyundai's coming out with a new version. Mm. So it, they're already begun to do it. Um, this Hot Cars Act would simply say they have to do it. Well, and like right. you said, Volkswagen reminds you of your cell phone. Mm. And it has nothing to do with, it, it, you know, it's not a sensor there. You know, it's not a sensor in the seat. It's, uh, it's very simple to have an, a warning that will pop up. Yeah. And mm -hmm. just say, yeah. make sure no one's left in the car. If you could do it for something as important as a mm. cell phone, it could certainly be done for a child. Yeah. Right. And then, yeah. So, but it can happen, you know. Unfortunately, it does people, happen. And yeah. it does happen. So, again, yeah. summer brings it out. A um, little lighter. <laughs> yeah, a little lighter no, yeah. is we do have, so new at the track, um, is we just took delivery of our own Nissan Kicks. This is the latest and greatest in this kind of series of what I call subcompact mm -hmm. SUVs, these pretty small SUV-like vehicles. Uh, the Kicks, like the Echo Sport. Like the, the Echo Sport, the, the, the HRV, the tracks, the mm -hmm. yeah, HRV. CHR. Uh, right, yeah, right, yeah. right, that whole group. Um, Kona, mm -hmm. we just had the Kona. Mm -hmm. So this is a 1.6 liter four CVT. We paid about 21,000. We all, I think, you, did you get a chance to be in? Yeah, yeah, I so, did. So impressions, John? Well, it, so I think the Hyundai Kona is, I personally feel it's a little more of a, uh, a full, full vehicle, a little more mature mm -hmm. vehicle. Toyota CHR is definitely like the kicks in that they're both front wheel drive only. Right. So, and I think that's important. Right. So it right. looks like an SUV, but it's not all wheel drive. Right. right. And I think and people need to realize yeah. that because it, I think you would make that assumption looking at those cars, You would. Like the CHR. This one definitely looks SUV-ish. And, yeah. and one of the things Nissan said when we were at the LA Auto Show when they introduced it is that it's kind of for the center driver who doesn't need all-wheel drive, mm -hmm. but wants now to sit up higher. Ah. It's, it's that, that move away from sedans towards an SUV. What's interesting is that, so this is based on the, so the Kicks is based on the uh, Nissan Versa slash Versa Note slash Juke, the its predecessor mm. platform. Not something as advanced as a Sentra, yeah. but it's a nicer vehicle than a Sentra. Uh, I would get into this any day versus a Sentra yeah. sedan. I, I found the 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 handling was was good. Mm -hmm. um, I found the I like the interior. It was very straightforward. The look is very inoffensive. Some yeah, funky yeah. Interior. I mean, it, yeah. It, it, you could tell that they were trying to make it interesting without yep. spending a lot of money, and I appreciate yep. that when you put some effort into it. Mm -hmm. um, I, I did find the the suspension to be a bit harsh. You had a good word for it. Choppy. I choppy. Think it was, choppy. Mm -hmm. it was yeah. very choppy. Yeah. You know, you go over a bump and you would really hear it. Yeah. Uh, it would kind of resonate throughout the mm -hmm. cabin, and that's just where more money helps to dampen that sort of thing. <laughs> sure. Right. Um, the one thing though is that I, I I miss the car that this is replacing, which is the Nissan Juke. Yeah. And the Nissan Juke was this weird, Are you the funky. Only one that misses the yeah, Juke? I think I am. <laughs> I think There's a I lot am. of jukes out no, there. there. Yeah. Well, there the are. thing about the juke is that it was a little different. It yeah. looked a little weird. It actually was was kind of fun to drive. Mm -hmm. um, it was up there with. I agree with you with the Kona. The Kona is, I think, more definitely more fun to drive than this. Yeah. And I think the juke was too. Um, you could get it with all wheel drive. And right. if you lived in the snow belt and you wanted something that was small, a little different, you wanted to sit high up. Uh, it. You know, it was it was out there, but obviously those people are few and far between. People just want to sit up high. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, some of the comments we've seen in past episodes of Talking Cars is that, well, you know, you guys are in the north and you get snow yeah. and all wheel drive, but what about the you know? And it's true. Right. You know, you get a you get the if you want to think of the U.S. with the smile, you know, the smile the corners of the upper Pacific Northwest and right. New England, but at the bottom of the smile, 
lot of people don't need that. You know, you see a lot of rear-wheel drive trucks sold. You see yep. a lot of front-wheel drive SUVs sold. So it could appeal to, to people down, you know, in, the, in that area. If you're up north and you live with a front-wheel drive car, snow tires. Yeah. Right, for you know? sure. Yeah, you don't for need sure. all-wheel drive in right. order to. It just is one of those things that if that's the reason why you're buying, and that's, and that's something that we hear up in the Northeast a lot, oh, I'm, I, I got to get rid of my sedan and get an SUV because of the winter. Yep. Uh, this isn't going to be that different. Right. <laughs> I, and yeah. yeah, and I'm not saying people need it. I'm just saying mm. you no, may sure. believe just looking at totally. it in the segment mm. that in, in the way it's advertised that it would have it and yes. it does not. So what I, is nice is that our version is 21,000. Right. And it's you know uh, and, and it starts at 19. The aforementioned Ecos Ford EcoSport, EcoSport, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> our version was 28 to get some yeah. features and it's just a fortune, right. and it's and it's the fuel little, economy is good too. Yeah, fuel the, economy is one yeah. better than the Sentra. Mm-hmm. So better than the sedan o- in a compact SUV. We, we got thirty-one in the Sentra. Um, EPA was thirty-two, and, and this says thirty-three. Yep. and not not that much more money. I like the driving position. Yeah, I, mm. I think that it's being a little higher up. Uh, some early comments is that the engine needs to really be kind of almost flogged in some spots that merging on the highway. Yeah, and if you do a transition to a hill. You know, so you're kind of slowing down to make a left turn up a hill. You have to you have to mat the pedal, so to speak. Right. You have to these put are, it down to the these floor. These are not a powerful segment yeah. by any means. Yeah. I did say, Keith and I were talking this morning, though. I did say that the CVT in this case masks some of that. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this before, how a CVT mm-hmm. can mask some of that lack of power by not giving you that, yes. that big jump downshift. With a, with a downshift, yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. I did like that a little. And I had it on the highway and et cetera. And I was doing merging. Yep. I felt a little more confident with this than with some of the others. Yeah. In, in doing those type of maneuvers. So overall so, verdict is... And I like the name. It's yeah. kind of fun, the kicks. We had all these references. Kicks on 66, we were playing mm-hmm. with it. Oh, yeah. yes. Yep. I think yep. it'll do well. You it'll didn't do. get my Paul Revere and the Raiders reference. I did not. Yeah. Uh, again, yeah. I did not. We'll yeah. just Wise beyond your years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or experience, at least. Or bad taste in music, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, there's a lot going around. There's a lot going on. <laughs> So we have a series of audience questions we're going to transition to. The first is a video question. Take a look. Hello, Talking Cars. This is Grant from Washington, D.C. and a question for your panel. I recently bought a 2017 Hyundai Elantra Sport Turbo with a DCT transmission. I recently discovered that the clutch pack is not replaceable. So outside of the 10,000 mile warranty, if the clutch fails, the entire transmission will have to be replaced at over $6,000, not including labor cost. Knowing that a heavily wear part is in a transmission that is not replaceable, would your panel still recommend any Hyundai with a DCT transmission? Thank you. So this video brings to light kind of this idea of wearable parts, like a clutch pack, being integrated. Not parts that you wear. Not parts that you wear. Parts that wear out. Parts that wear, integrated into larger, more expensive parts, like at the transmission. So, John, I think you did some digging. Yeah, so I I took a look uh, with some coworkers. We looked into some data on it. And this part is actually available, the the, the clutch pack Mm -hmm. that the gentleman is asking about. It's a replaceable part. It's about $750 available. You can actually find it on some Hyundai part websites, not affiliated with the manufacturer, but for even less. Yep. And it's about seven hundred or so dollars to replace it. We also, I, I also so reached out. So you can get to it. Well, you can get to it. And I reached out to Hyundai to double check. And yep. what they told me is that it is part of their ten-year, one hundred thousand mile warranty. Oh, that's good. So it's uh, let's see. The quote was, the DCT, the dual clutch transmission, is ten one hundred part of the warranty. If it fails mechanically to the original owner, that's Hyundai's warranty. They okay. have a great ten-year, one hundred thousand mile mm. warranty. 
but for the original owner. Yes, I think that's important. And it's a wearable part that's included in a warranty, so which it's, is it's not a, always... Yeah. Yeah. Well, it doesn't wear the same as a, man, as a clutch for a manual transmission. Yeah. Those linings are not covered. Uh, mm -hmm. th those, are, those are true wearable parts. Mm -hmm. But this is a serviceable part. It's treated like any other transmission. They say the clutches are replaceable. So I'm not sure where he got his information that they're not... Uh, you don't have to replace well, they're the not, transmission. Well, A, that they're not replaceable. <laughs> okay. And that B, the transmission has to be dropped. And he was saying about 6000 which is true. The transmission itself is 4000 roughly. Mm -hmm. The um, uh, labor is about two. But a lot of these clutch packs are replaceable, and the Hyundai one is no different. Okay, so that's good and hopefully helpful. Yes. Hopefully helpful. I need glasses for this next one. Um, after reading Mike Monticello's article about advanced safety features missing from trucks since many are more than a decade old, does CR think it's time safety features be mandated to cars and trucks on the road rather than mandate the technology on new cars and waiting for them to trickle down? That is to small the print. Market. It is, it is small very print. small print. Yeah. yeah. So. This idea of safety features and, and mandate. Mm -hmm. it's, 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 so it, it would be retroactively right. saying that in my 1998 town car that they're going to put on automatic emergency braking. Right. And, right. I, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a really, it's an interesting idea. Mm -hmm. And it may make things safer, but some of these cars, uh, it would be very difficult to, to right. wire this into systems. It would right. basically involve taking a certain whole class of cars off the road. Mm -hmm. um, you know, even aligning the sensors properly would be, you know, how do you know that it was installed properly? It would be a, a really, really, really expensive, um, even if it were possible. Right. Yeah. Yep. And I think you've touched on something, the newest safety features that, that we talk about all of the time, automatic emergency braking, forward collision warning. We're talking about radar or LIDAR and mm -hmm. cameras. Yep. These are not things that are in those other cars, nor can they be readily added. Yep. And some mm. of the trucks, there are safety features that could be added to the trucks, and that was part it's of different Mike's with story. trucks. Yeah. It's different because they're, they're a little more standard. They're, they're and they're bigger. There's they're just bigger. more room for There's it. More yeah. room. Uh, one of the things interesting you'll see, the safety features will be available up to a certain model. And right, it tends right. to be the high performance model. Mm -hmm. And it's, they have such a different grill, bumper, front fascia, kind of a te is the industry jargon, if you mm. will, mm -hmm. um, that they just can't fit it there. Right. You know, they can't fit it, let alone the, the electrical and the, and, the, uh, and the hookups to the, um, the, to the computer brain. And you to the CAN bus. Yeah, to the CAN bus. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and, and the, uh, the next thing, and, and maybe I'm stealing what you're going to say, is it's hard enough to get legislation right. to exactly mandate right. something going forward. You know, it took ABS, it took backup cameras, a number of years to finally be standard until and mandated. Now. Until now, <laughs> right. Just yeah. uh, get something to go back 5, 10, 15 years? What, yeah. what's, what's the cutoff? So it, it's low-hanging fruit in a sense. You're getting new cars at least, and they're right. trickling down versus nothing. Right. And I, and I would add to your point that mandate may not be the only way. Certainly, if, if consumers are asking for them, that's a way. Right. We tend to do that as third-party raters ourselves and others like the Insurance Institute. If we start saying, hey, this is a better car because it has that feature, and we award points for that, mm. things like automatic emergency braking right. and forward collision warning, that helps drive the market. Um, so there's there's other tools, I guess I'm saying, around outside of mandating that yeah. they be required. And eventually these cars are going to be off the road, the cars that don't have some of these features. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be years. It it's going to be many time. years. Yep.
but you know, it's just it's not as easy as I think you might be thinking of how easy it is to add an aftermarket backup camera. Right. That's easy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Adding a lidar system. Right. Yeah. <laughs> not so totally easy. Exactly. Right. Not so exactly. Easy. So it would be in a perfect world if yeah. we could snap our fingers and make it happen. Yeah. But, it would be great, and we yeah. would all be safer. But yeah. you're right. Takes yeah. some time. Um, kind of on a similar vein. Hi, folks. Great show. Thank oh, I like you. how it starts. Thank you. <laughs> Why is blind spot detection still a premium option in the safety suite for many cars? And how trustworthy is it from your testing experience? So um, very trustworthy, I think. Certainly, um, and I did some digging and some, some notes, too. Among us here, during, as the testing staff, we really think that the blind spot warning, blind spot detection yep. um, are super helpful. Um, yeah, I think we, actually, we all could say there's a near miss or a merge that we avoided mm -hmm. because of that. If you look at two, sorry, did you want to say? Uh, no, 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 I was oh. just going to say our new car survey uh, right. shows that, that it's actually one of the driving factors for people deciding to buy a new car is to yep. get that blind spot warning. Sorry to right. interrupt Right, no, no, there, and that's exactly the number yeah. I pulled. We're on the same page. Excellent. So owners among a, a suite of advanced safety features, um, our survey said 83%. Of, of our the subscribers, people, of the subscribers yeah. were very satisfied with well, blind spot detection, and 35% say it helped them avoid a crash. And IHS, the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety, IHS, has their their ability to look at the claims data on cars with and without the feature. Says it lowers the rate of lane change crashes by 14%, and lane change crashes with injury by 23%. So, so, but. Just kind of circling back, right? Why is it not right. part of that? And I, I think that a lot of it is that it's not part of the IHS or National Highway Traffic mm -hmm. Safety Administration testing program. Okay. And just like we've seen, and people have commented about, mm -hmm. well, why? You know, you, they did narrow offset the the small offset crash test with right. the driver's side. Right. Why didn't they just apply it to the passenger yeah. side? Well, it's cost, and it's almost building to the test. And I'm not mm. saying the manufacturers are evil, but they're only they're adding what they have to. They're adding what they have to <laughs> add to pass the test. And right. sometimes there are parts. For instance, if the blind spot detection is in the side view mirrors, right. that's an option that, that goes along in the same production line with the heated side view mirrors. Right. So you have to opt into that more expensive uh, option package in order to get both. Right. So and some it's, of it's bundled with that. Some of it's yeah. cost. Yeah. Um, we, we would rather see the safety features just standard. Right. You know, and you get it. Where Toyota that. has a Toyota Safety System P or Toyota Safety System C, and it's blind spots extra. It's separate, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. It's and, separate. I, and that's exactly what. And, and I think to, that yeah. you'll just see the market move towards that, right. particularly if someone such as us changes mm -hmm. our ratings, right. such as IHS says, okay, now you have, now this is part of being a top safety pick or top safety pick plus. You have to have it. But it is right. interesting. You'll find cars that have lane keep assist, lane keep assist that'll actually steer the car in your lane for you, but it won't have those little lights, right. like a lot of Toyotas. Yes, will have that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Now right. you were we were talking earlier about about Ford. By 2020. Right. So Ford, in their Copilot 360 Protect, there's different versions of the Copilot 360. There's Assist and Protect. Mm -hmm. Protect does have the blind spot detection in its blind spot warning, in its Protect version. And of by the 2020, that's, that's going to be on most right, of the cars. Right, on most Ford. So, yeah. so it's coming. Yeah. But yeah, not quite there. Um, and again, for one of the most popular, we'd love to see them throw it in there yep. as, well, as well. Yeah, the so. warning is nice. The, um, the alert that buzzes when you're merging into a car. Right. You know, it's one thing to tell you there, but if you put your signal on, right. and it really alerts you that, no, you're going to hit somebody, so yeah. that's even better. Yeah. Especially and with today's cars that have bigger blind spots. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. 
Okay, I think that's, that's a wrap for this episode. As always, thank you for watching. Keep the videos, keep the questions coming. Talking cars at iCloud.com. See you next time.